This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. What is up, Waffle Gang? I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more r slash am I the butthole? If you love a cheeky Reddit story, hit that subscribe button now, maybe that notification bell too. Before we jump in, a quick shout out to Benjamin Cannon over on Patreon and Nora Hellhund over on YouTube for joining us as members. Thank you so much, and thank you to everyone for 20 minutes out of your time today. And let's crack on with today's stories. Much love, guys. Now, our very first story does follow with an update, and it's from Cat Woe's Throwaway, titled, Am I the Arsehole for Kicking My Boyfriend Out Over My Cat? Woo-hoo-hoo. For context, my 24 female boyfriend, 30 male, and I recently moved in together. It's something we've been talking about, and when his lease ended, he moved into my apartment. I have a cat, Millie, who is my baby girl that I've had since she was a kitten. Back when my boyfriend and I first started dating, he made a joke that if we're ever going to live together, he'd have to get rid of the cat, which I dismissed at the time. When he came over, he would ignore Millie, making jokes about how cats are stuck up, how much he's a dog person. Again, I dismissed this because he never acted hostile towards her. I figured it was just a preference. When he started to get serious about moving in, he asked if I would consider giving her away because he didn't like the idea of living with a cat. I almost laughed before realizing he was serious. I told him that under no circumstances I would get rid of my cat. I felt guilty about being unwilling to compromise, but he actually took it well and reassured me that this was important to me, but he got over it. Fast forward to last night, I don't think he realized I was in the kitchen when he came home. Millie was on the couch and I heard him go into the room and give this sigh. Before I could call out, I heard him say, you're so fucking worthless. It terrified me because I've never ever heard him speak with such malice. He sounded like a different person. It was just so cold and hostile that I panicked and rushed out there to see him looking at Millie. Here's where I might be the arsehole. I completely freaked out. I was yelling and asking what he thought he was doing talking to her like that. He jumped and I scooped Millie up and told him to leave my apartment right now. He looked so stunned and started to argue, asking where he was supposed to go. I told him I don't care, he just needs to leave. He was pissed and said he was going for a drive and slammed the door behind him. I immediately started sobbing and holding Millie. I was shaking and she could tell I was upset and kept cuddling me. She calmed me down and later, when he texted asking if he could come back, I said yes. I put Millie in the bedroom so we could talk. We were both a lot calmer and I felt awful after he explained his side. I'll often call Millie little names and he said he was just trying to be playfully mean too and misjudged his tone. But he said it felt awful that I chose a cat over him and that I called it my apartment when it was supposed to be our place. He told me he was constantly feeling second best to Millie, who I wouldn't even consider rehoming, and I had thrown him out over an animal when he's a person. 
I explained to him how much he means to me and apologized for ever making him feel like this wasn't his home. I think I might have overreacted, but I just don't know. He's my boyfriend and she's something I keep refusing to compromise on, but I also don't believe that he just misjudged his tone. Am I the asshole? Now for me on this one, it's going to be a not the asshole. I know there's the, the path of potentially it's their shared apartment and all this kind of thing. And it got to the point where it said, you're so effing worthless. And it felt really dark to me. And it's just the way I'm feeling on this one, you know. I know people say things to their pets all the time in a jokey way and all this kind of thing. But it's, he already admitted that he doesn't like cats. And he's already dabbled with the idea of her getting rid of the cat when he moves in and asking again and again about it. And that's why it makes this statement much darker. And, you know, we've been, we've read many of these stories about pets and one partner not liking a pet or someone not liking a pet in the story. And then the pet just disappearing one day and going to a pound or going somewhere. So the signs to me on this one would be to be bloody wary, I think. But we're going to cover a couple of comments. Then we're going to move to the update to see what happens then. And we'll start with Spoppy who says, Not the arsehole. Often people like this around cats are dismissive of boundaries. You can't control a cat like you can a dog. You have to earn their trust. Keep a good eye on your cat. Fancy Kitten says he clearly hates your cat and is gaslighting you and attempting to manipulate you. You don't want this person in your life. Trust me when I say his behavior is a big red flag. Not the asshole. May Contain says people who hate cats hate strong independent creatures who don't need them and refuse to know them. They like dogs because dogs feed their ego. If my boyfriend joked about getting rid of my cats or spoke to them like yours did, it would be immediately over because someday he might decide he can call me effing worthless. You're not the asshole. Aussie Life says not the asshole. He's only backtracking and lying to you now because he has no idea where to live if you kick him out. You gotta break up with this guy. If not, I feel like one day you're gonna get home and your cat will have magically disappeared. Shark Kutri Board says not the asshole. or I think you did overreact to his words. I call my dog an asshole sometimes and I simply adore him. Him asking you to rehome your cat more than once shows that he doesn't care how important she is to you. She's family and that's that. I've made it clear that if my SO ever asks me to get rid of my dog, he will be the one leaving. And one more from Home Now who says, When someone shows you who they are, believe them. You're getting to know more about your boyfriend as he moved in. What is one sure way of knowing who a person is? How they treat those with no power over them. That line includes animals as well as people. If he seriously is this way to your cat, whom you value, why would he care about anything else you value? Take some time and evaluate your decision on this relationship. It is not him or your cat. It is him because of how he treats your cat. ETA, not the arsehole. Now we're going to move on to the update to see if we can get a conclusion to this story. First of all, wow, I did not expect the flood of supportive comments, messages, and awards. I tried to respond as many messages as I could, at least the ones that weren't wildly hateful, but I genuinely appreciated all the kind words and concern for me and Millie. Everybody's comments were extremely eye-opening. I felt sick to my stomach reading about people afraid for Millie, and it already crossed my mind, honestly. Making that post validated all the fears that I had kept dismissing as dramatic. And it was almost a relief to be encouraged by strangers to do something I'd previously been too afraid to do. We broke up. It's my apartment. He wasn't on the leash yet and he's going to stay with his brother. Had to read around about gaslighting and my sisters would agree with all of you about that one. It was hard to lose somebody I trusted and thought I knew well. But based on his reaction, I knew I made the right call. 
He essentially told me that if I couldn't learn to put other humans before my cat, I'd be alone for a very long time, and that I'd be waiting for me to reach out. Millie doesn't deserve to just be tolerated. She deserves to be safe and treated like the little princess she is by anybody I live with. She's seen me through so much and I'd rather be alone than her wandering around the side of the road somewhere. And I'm absolutely terrified of her ever being hurt. It isn't worth the risk. I'm okay with it just being her and I for now. Thanks everybody for the advice. And we did get some cat tacks. Let's check it out. Oh, look at that cutie little cuddle in the, cuddle in the hand there. Now you guys know that I have Poppy that I inherited when my dad passed away, but we also have this cat that comes into our house, just in case some of you guys haven't heard about this. And I have a cat flap for when I used to have a cat as well, many, many moons ago. But now this cat just suddenly, it just started coming through the cat flap one day. And I did try to lock it out for the, for the owner's sake, you know, because I don't want it lounging around my house all day and then the owner's being worried. But it got to the point where this cat is literally banging his head against the cat flap. And it's only like a... Not thin, but a, a plastic thing, so you could see it bending. And one day it just burst through, actually snapped the door in half. And it was like literally in half, and then the cat's head was just poking through, and I was like, oh my word. And so I had to sort of take the door off for a little bit, because I don't want the cat hurting itself by like rubbing itself against that sharp plastic edge. So now the cat just wanders in and out, and I sometimes find it just lounging around the house all by itself. And this cat has got some attitude, let me tell you. And I'm all for it, I love it. <laughs> but what do you guys think of this story let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we'll move on to the next one and our next story comes from Sinakan. am i the asshole for not showing up for a dinner with my sister when i found out she was planning to set me up i 34 male am a single dad of two amazing kids my 18 year old son and my 14 year old daughter 14 years ago my fiance and the mother of my children died suddenly and it destroyed me she was everything we were supposed to grow old together, raise our babies together, share a life. She was my best friend for 15 years and my love for six. After she died, my family expected me to date again, find love again, marry someone and find another mother for my kids. But I have never had any interest in meeting someone else. I focus on being a good dad and enjoying my life the best I can, but I never wanted to move on and I don't feel like it's something that will ever happen for me. About two years after my fiancé died, though my sister started getting pushier. She told me I needed to find someone who could make me happy, that I deserve better than staying single for the rest of my life. I told her it's my choice and if that's what feels right to me, then it's what I'll do. For the most part, she let it go once I say no, but she brings it up often enough that it has affected our closeness. Two years ago, we stopped talking for months after she brought my kids into this plot to set me up and was disappointed they didn't want to take part in it. When I found out, I was furious and thought that was the last of it when we reconciled, but she saw I was willing not to speak to her and her apology was the most genuine it had ever been. Then last week, she told me she wanted to hang out. We were supposed to go for dinner in her favorite place, but a few days before, I found out she was actually trying to set me up with this woman she knows. Once I found out, I just refused to show up. That dinner was Thursday and yesterday, she was furious that I hadn't shown and said they had been waiting for me. I asked her who they was. She said she had brought someone along for me to meet. I told her I no longer trust her after this. My parents sent me a message last night that it was rude to be in no show and I should understand they worry about I'm putting my life on hold and denying myself happiness. Am I the asshole? Now look, I get a family wanting to 
be being worried about your happiness and wanting you to be happy and potentially wanting you to like move on and all that kind of thing. I know it sounds really harsh and I don't mean it in a harsh way. I'm just putting this in a position if I was to see one of my brothers, you know, really hurting and maybe seeing them as unhappy, what I would judge as unhappy, then I would be concerned for it. But the big but if my brother was to tell me that he's happy how he is and he puts those boundaries in place, then I would respect that. I would not push it and try to get the kids involved and then set up secret dates because that's just not on. It's a simple case of they need to respect your boundaries. And again, I do understand that the family may be really concerned about it, you know, but who wouldn't be seeing a family member potentially hurting, but still living their life. And I've known at least two people I can think of the top of my head you know, that never remarried after they lost their partner. And from an outside perspective, obviously I don't know everything about their lives. They they looked perfectly happy as people. And OP just wants to be the best dad that they can possibly be. And, you know, I cannot blame them for that. Things may change in the future. Who knows? Life is a wild ride. So absolutely not the arsehole from me. But Winds of Winter Please says... Wow, not the arsehole. Your sister is not respecting your choice. I would have not have showed up either. OP replies, I don't think any of my family particularly like or respect my choice. The others push less because they know I will not tolerate someone trying to go against my boundaries and wishes. Apparently, I now need to stop talking to or seeing my sister because she will never learn. Borg Teddy says, not the arsehole. You're not ready to date and they should respect that. I get that your family wants you to be happy, but this is not helpful at all. I also hate the implication that you can't be happy without a significant other. Oh yeah, too true. Back in my day says, back in my day, not the arsehole. My mum never dated after my dad passed. I asked her why once and her answer had stuck with me through the years. She said, I already had the best. Why would I want anything else? If you have met your soulmate, your life is complete, even if they have passed. And one more from Terry Sash who says, Not the arsehole. Your sister isn't treating you like an individual with your own desires. She doesn't respect you. It sounds like she wants to fix you and probably wants credit for being the one who fixed you, but you aren't broken. Tell your family that you will no longer meet up with your sister alone and will leave any family gatherings at which there are non-family single women present. They need to respect your choice to remain single or will reduce contact with them. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Perhaps you've seen a similar situation. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below and we move on to another story. And our next story comes from Throwaway Therapy. Am I the asshole for continuing to chaperone my 27-year-old female friend to date even though my girlfriend finds it weird? For context, we're all in our late 20s. I've been friends with a girl I'll call Steph since we were teens and we are close as siblings. Her family is very conservative. She is used to a sheltered life and is kind to a fault if not naive and easily taken advantage of. She tried online dating only this year and the first time meeting a guy from online, I offered to go with her in case things didn't go well because I didn't like the guy from the stories that she told me. She thanked me and took up my offer. She continued seeing the guy for a few months even though I repeatedly told her that he has a lot of red flags complains about poor people being given handouts, thinks he's better than others because he is postgrad, told Steph off the bat that he won't get along with Steph's sister because she's gay. And the relationship ended with Steph in a bad place, needing therapy and antidepressants. Steph is returning to the dating scene now, but her confidence isn't back to normal, and she always asks me what I think about the guy she's talking to. I've continued to offer to go with her when meeting guys she met online for the first time, and she hasn't said no. 
When we do this, Steph and the guy usually eat at a restaurant while I and another friend sit at a table in the same restaurant, pretending like I don't know her. My girlfriend finds it weird that I have to screen Steph's online matches and accompany a 27-year-old to her dates. She insists that like her family, I'm babying Steph and this is a reason why she continues to be naive. She says that Steph needs to learn how to be independent and think and look out for herself. She asked me at what point I was going to stop overseeing Steph's romantic life because she thinks that Steph just says yes when I offer to accompany Steph because she's too timid to say no. I get her point, but I also think there's nothing wrong with offering to be there for Steph because she is like a sister to me. And if she says yes, then I take that at face value. She can say no or not tell me about going to dates at all and I wouldn't mind. Am I the asshole? And this is a wild one where I don't even know where to go with at the moment. So we're going to start with Knox Wild, who quotes and says, I also think there's nothing wrong with offering to be there for Steph because she's like a sister to me. And if she says yes, then I take that at face value. And it says, uh, you honestly don't see anything strange about you offering to accompany a 27-year-old woman friends on her dates. Really? Do you belong to a culture where unmarried women are routinely chaperoned by male family members? Look. You don't seem to realize that Steph says yes because she doesn't want to say no to you. You say she is naive and easily taken advantage of and does not assert herself. You are absolutely not helping her find her strength. You are enabling her dependency and self-doubt. You're the arsehole for playing white knight instead of helping your friend become her own person. Tiny Mood replies that saying, I don't honestly see anything wrong with wanting a get out of jail free card when going on online first dates. You hear stories of girls getting kidnapped and murdered by online dates and they don't have to be particularly naive. Having a trusted male friend in the area if something goes wrong isn't overly dependent. Sure, they should be trying to help her gain independence, but throwing her to the wolves and hoping for the best is not the right answer. Gemma says you're the arsehole. How on earth can you possibly think this is good for Steph long term? Your intentions may be good, but you're babying Steph and making it harder for her to learn independence. That doesn't mean stop helping her completely, but help her to see that she can have confidence in her own decisions and doesn't need to ask you every time. And again, there's a reply from Beep who says, this is a safety thing, not a coddling Steph thing. Sarah Rainmaker says, I wouldn't go as far as to say you're the asshole. However, your girlfriend is right on a couple of counts. It is extremely weird and you're fostering a dependence in her by continuing to shelter her. Your heart is in the right place, but you aren't doing her or your relationship any favors by continuing. She's only going to continue to remain sheltered. She's almost 30 and she needs to learn how to adult. And a couple more, one from lots of assholes here who says, you're the asshole, she's in her late 20s. How is she ever going to learn from her mistakes if you are breathing down her back, telling her what to think? It's also controlling. Liz the King says, it's nice that you're looking out for your friend, but you've repeatedly pointed out the red flags with this last guy. She ignored your advice and dated him anyway which resulted in her needing therapy and antidepressants. Why is she asking your advice when she doesn't take it? If you really want to do something, you could suggest things to look for in a partner and things that can be red flags, but you need to let her make her own decisions. Since in the end, she's doing that regardless of your advice. Just give her some space to learn on her own. Now that you've helped, try to guide her in the right direction. Now, what do you guys make of this one? Lots of people saying like it's strange to be doing this and she needs to get her own independence while some others are saying, you know, it is a safety thing. And some people feel secure having a friend present during a date. Let me know your thoughts on this one in the comments. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's below. And a man says, am I the asshole for a few to eat knowing my mother-in-law will not eat if I don't and causing her to faint? We currently live with my husband's mum and she does a lot for us. I truly appreciate that because we got ourselves into a financial rut. Mother-in-law is a hardcore perfectionist who always has to be the best at everything to the point it is completely toxic. She was taught growing up to never eat if someone else isn't and as a teen that spiraled into never be the only woman eating. It was ingrained in her by her very overweight mother to never let anyone think she was a pig. Not surprisingly, mother-in-law and her sister-in-law both have serious issues with food. This is insane, obviously, but she is also an ER doctor who doesn't work normal hours, so this makes it even worse. We are someplace that is probably in the third or fourth wave, so she has been working crazy hours. The other day, she took us after work to do some errands. We don't have a car at the moment, but she said it was fine because she needed groceries. The grocery store sold food you could eat there, and she asked if we wanted any. I had just eaten, so I said no, but she should eat since she just got off work. She insisted she wasn't hungry and was just thinking about us. By the end of the shopping, she seemed to be shaken and asked if we wanted anything again. My husband said he'd eat something just because he felt bad for her. I wasn't hungry and said no. She ended up leaving without eating. Then we went home and she fainted. I don't know if it's just not from eating. She's been working like 20 hour shifts pretty routinely. Now her boyfriend is pissed at me and says I should have eaten something so she would. I said she is a grown woman and I don't feel responsible, but he said I know how she is. Called me ungrateful bitch and said it's my fault she fainted. Calamon Drive says not the arsehole. You can't be held responsible for another person's disordered eating and you mustn't ever let anyone else's disordered eating affect your own healthy and orderly relationship with food. Your mother-in-law is an adult and so she is responsible for taking care of her own health. Soul Reddit says her boyfriend is the arsehole. You're not responsible for a trauma. Putting that on you is out of line. It's also going to make mother-in-law feel guilty so he's hurting everyone here. Mother-in-law needs therapy. And what about Tiddy says, not the arsehole, her boyfriend, your husband, her friends, etc. Anyone can get mad at you and yet it wouldn't reflect poorly on you. If she fainted, it wasn't because you chose not to eat, but because of what her sick mother engraved in both of her daughter's minds. It'd be nice if everyone took this as a chance to persist on her getting therapy and not to enable her even more. By the way, you can also get sick by eating too much, so their logic is that shouldn't get you sick, but you should so that she doesn't. What a brain teaser. JXB says everyone sucks here. You have no obligation, but knowing that she has an eating disorder, it would have been a kindness to eat. Sure, you could have gotten something small and nibbled on it. It was a grocery store. You could have purchased a small portion of grapes and just eaten a couple. You said you live with her and she does a lot for you. Why not support her in return? Added to that, we all need to be supportive of healthcare workers in this horribly stressful time. 
Actually, the more I consider, the more I'm leaning towards you're the arsehole, but I don't like the actions of others in this story. This was not a huge deal, and you chose stubbornness instead of kindness. Katamioni says, you're the arsehole. That said, you are not responsible for her eating disorder. You are right for that. However, you knew full well this woman needed to eat. She's running you on your errands because you cannot. As an adult, support yourself enough to do so on your own. After she worked a long shift, you could have nibbled something small so she was comfortable eating. It would have been the kind thing to do. I agree with her boyfriend. You are incredibly selfish. Try being kind and helping the folks who are supporting you at the moment, regardless of their shortcomings. A flummox G says and quotes, we currently live with my husband's mum and she does a lot for us and then says you really couldn't eat a snack for a woman you claimed does a lot for you. Yeah, major, you're the arsehole. Quotes again saying she's a grown woman. Then says you are too, yet you don't have a house or a car. She took you in and drove you to a grocery store. Oh my God, the disconnect. And one more from Sama Blam Blam who says not the arsehole, you are right. She is a grown woman, one that desperately needs therapy for this issue but a grown adult nonetheless. It's not your fault she doesn't eat and she never said she was hungry or anything. How are you supposed to know she was going to faint? Now I gotta say, I was in two minds when I came into this one. I got a friend who had an eating disorder, well still does, you know, it, it never ever leaves it, a lot of people I guess. And we used to talk about this thing regularly about it and they always used to tell me that you never, like a couple of the comments said, you don't enable you shouldn't enable eating disorders. But in this one, what kind of got to me is that, you know, OP sort of knew, it sounded like in the story that they knew the situation. They knew that mother wanted to eat, that she was, you know, hinting at getting some food so she could eat. She knew that she had an eating disorder from her upbringing. And I'm not saying to enable the eating disorder because obviously that's not the right thing to do. But in that particular moment, when you know about her long hours, you know that she's been working extra hard, you know she's probably low on energy, with a disorder thrown in there as well, for the benefit of the mother's health, is that the right thing to do just to pick something up? I, I don't know. I'm really lost on that one. I've got to be honest with you. I think if I was in that situation and what OP explained, all that stuff going through my head, I know that eating disorder, I know she's low on energy, I know she's hinting at getting food, I think I would get some food just for that moment. But it could be the wrong thing to do at the same time, I don't know. But what are your thoughts on this one? And we'll move on to another story. And our next story comes from Parking Sign 44. Am I the asshole for how I responded after my husband asked why I'm being so unladylike in front of my whole family? To begin, I'd like to mention that my husband, 39, is the breadwinner. He works in airlines as a pilot and is always working. While I'm a stay-at-home mum taking care of our three kids, five years, three years, six months. Lately, we've been having arguments with him complaining about me not taking care of myself slash looks and being always busy with chores and whatnot. We got invited to my parents' house last night. Once we sat down for dinner, mum, sister and I started talking about preparations for my sister's wedding. My sister talked about her hair, makeup, dress, etc. My husband kept giving me looks, raising his eyebrow whenever the words haircut or makeup or new dress got brought up. He decided to pitch in the conversation and started openly criticizing my current look and how unladylike I've become recently, especially after our third child was born. He went on commenting about how much he'd like me to change my hair color, get my nails done, or buy a new nice dresses to wear, like other wives do for once. I was stunned, mouth wide open, and so were my parents. Brother-in-law was laughing secretly, and my sister was looking at me head to toe in a poor sister type of way. 
My husband didn't stop at that and ranted about how we should start taking care of us and be more energetic, positive, outgoing, sexy, and so on and so on. Then he looked at me and asked why I've become so unladylike all of a sudden and kept looking at me in a whatever happened to you, what changed type of way. I was mad. I loudly said, behind every unladylike miserable woman, there's a trashy negative asshole man and pointed out what changed and that is him not pulling enough weight in childcare, delaying, making excuses and putting house chores upon me constantly while he posts on Facebook about what amazing work he does to provide for us. I cook, clean, wash, do laundry, get up with a baby and feed and change and bath and so on. He reminded me that I'm the stay-at-home parent and he's the moneymaker. I've pointed out there are a lot of dads who are money makers and still do their part as partners and parents. He was stunned, dumbfounded, and everyone was looking at him in an awkward, embarrassing way. He got quiet the rest of the visit, just looking down and avoiding eye contact with everyone in the room. He blew up in the car, asking what the hell possessed me to go off on him like that in front of his in-laws, who now have a very false, very misleading impression of him. He said no matter what happens, I should never share our private issues with family. (laughs) I reminded him who brought it up first and he called me petty for making a scene to get back at him only for giving some innocent advice. He's sulking right now. Did I go too far? And there was obviously some people asking for some info. So info to give some background, I'm not neglecting myself. I do my hair at home. I do activities and wear eye but not full makeup. My husband says I should do more for myself like go to the salon with my sisters or friends and go shop for new dresses. He says he's just giving me advice and this topic isn't something I should be upset about. I might have been on the oversensitive side lately, but I feel like he was being pushy and he thinks I ruined his relationship with my family with what I said. Now, dude decides to call you out in a family meal, you know. He could have brought up these issues at home if he really wanted to. Not that it would have probably made the situation any better with some of the stuff he was saying. But decided to call you out in front of your family. You returned the advice and well, then he got butthurt over it. So (laughs) it's going to be a not the arsehole from me. And I keep going back and reading that paragraph and trying to imagine the situation where he said it didn't stop at that. And he said it wants you to be more energetic, positive, outgoing, sexy, and so on. And then looks at you and says, in a way, that's what happened to you, what changed kind kind of way. And I kind of trying to put myself like, if like when I go to family dinners and my nieces and their boyfriends are there and that's like, and if one of their boyfriends turned around to them and said this kind of thing, I don't think they would last in the family very, very long. Not that my niece would put up with it anyway. <laughs> oh yeah, there was one more part where, you know, he you got in the car and he says like, How dare you share that private information in front of everyone after he just tried berating you in front of everyone? I mean, come on now. It was never going to be the arsehole to me. But Clay says, not the arsehole. Sounds like you have four children under the age of six. His in-laws, who now have a very false, very misleading impression of him. I think his in-laws have a very clear idea who he is considering he said all those terrible things in front of them. Judge Jed says, not the arsehole, working or not, he is a parent. It's his responsibility to help with children. He insulted, belittled, and attacked you repeatedly in front of your family, and then had the nerve to sulk because you clapped back harder. No, you did not go too far. You said what needed saying. Don't let him guilt you into thinking you are in the wrong. Shasta Wolf says, not the arsehole, your husband is sexist, and he's treating you like some kind of trophy wife rather than his equal partner and the mother of his children. He's the asshole here, but you are in no way the asshole for standing up for yourself. Also, yeah, does he forget that those are his kids too? How he lives in your house as well. He's equally responsible for taking care of your children and should pull his weight around the house also. Him thinking that you should do everything because you're the woman is crappy husband slash parent 101. 
Okay, professional says not the asshole. He was wrong to criticize you, period. What's stopping him from buying you a new dress and getting you a gift certificate at a beauty parlor as the breadwinner? Wiley takes care of the kids and lets you have a day of pampering. You had every right to defend yourself. He's lucky your family didn't put him out. OU says, whoa, the 1950s called and they want their attitude back. Oh my God, Tutti Fruity says, not the arsehole, and you most certainly did not go too far. He asked the question in front of family. Sucks for him that he did not like the answer he got. Shame on him for asking something like that in the first place. Good for you for putting him on a blast. I hope you told him what he can do with his innocent advice. And Merg says, not the arsehole, absolutely not the arsehole. He deserves even more. I would get a divorce if I were you, but it's your life. But wow, ladylike, what the fuck? Now, what do you guys make of this story? What do you make of today's collection of stories? What are your thoughts, your verdicts? If you choose to share them in the comments below, but never any pressure either. A huge thank you for spending 20 minutes or so of your time with me today and to the new members who have joined means the absolute world. And as I said at the very start, if you do enjoy Reddit stories, don't forget to click that subscribe button as well. And there's a playlist on your screen as I speak that will scroll through various Am I the Arsehole stories. There's 600 plus videos at this moment of speaking. Get involved and much love guys. Take care now. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.